You're listening to The Truth With Studi on the Stream Grace Network. Hey, hey, hey. Good day to you, Mr. or Mrs. Listener out there. I am so privileged to have you as a, as a listening audience. And uh, you know what? Um, got some good stuff for you today. Um, it's November 2nd, so just a few days ago, um, at the Western world here in America, we are celebrating uh, the culture of you know Halloween, right? And brings back some uh, nostalgic memories. Uh, I think one of uh, the coolest memories as a as a kid, as a teenager, around 13 years old, 13, 14, somewhere in there. Um, if you, as you've heard me mention before, I, you know, I grew up a poor kid in the, in the hood with a, a single mom, you know, that was disabled. So didn't have a whole lot. So, um, so the opportunity to be able to go out and get free candy in the neighborhood was, uh, was very tempting. And, uh, anyway, my best friend and his family, they, we're going to be driving over to the far south side of Oklahoma City, and back then that was uh, that was the the nice neighborhood. Those were the big houses. That's where the money people lived. In our eyes, you know, we lived on South Side, but the poor South Side. So this was over the tracks, and so I put together this goofy costume, a ripped shirt, and uh, painted my hair. I don't know where I got the the painting. My buddy loaned it to me and some glasses. Anyway, I, I dressed up as a punk rocker, you know, which, which is appropriate. You know, this is the 1980s, right? And uh, went off with my uh, friend and his family. We got dropped off, got to go to all these houses that had uh, big buckets of uh, candy with notes saying, you know, you know, take a handful or take one and or people come in the door giving us candy and me and my friend just had a blast going from door to door. Now, did that night, did we uh, worship Satan? Uh, did we conjure up devils and demons? Did we, uh, you know, do all these things? No. Uh, and, and, and did that practice of going and trick-or-treating, did it, uh, did it cause me to get into witchcraft or follow the devil or whatever? No. No, it was, of course, it was just an innocent thing, just hanging out with my friends, going and doing the traditional, what's called trick-or-treating. But I, I want to address this, and I know you're, you're saying, Studi, why are you talking about this two days after the fact? Hey, I can only give you what the Lord gives me, and this is what the Lord wanted me to talk about today. A little bit controversial, but... Um, but I wanted to bring up First Thessalonians five twenty two. Uh, in that uh, book and chapter uh, and verse, uh, we have uh, the Word of God says, "Abstain from all appearances of evil." Now, let me read that one more time. Abstain from all appearances of evil. So, not some appearances of evil, all appearances of evil. So. Right here, you know, the word appearance, it doesn't only refer to external appearances of sin, but also basically to the very form, 
fashion, shape, figure, kind, basically, or side of sin. I mean, it's as, um, again, abstain from. What does that mean? It means to keep away from. It means to stay away from. It says to hold back from, hold apart, refrain from, absent yourself from this, separate yourself from all evil. And then also all appearance of evil. Now, Michael Studeman, me, Studi, I didn't write this. This is the inspired word of God in the New Testament under the New Covenant. After Jesus has come and died and rose again, this is what we're told to do. And so we shouldn't even, not even have a smidge and not even, again, uh, any type of appearance of evil in our conduct as Christ followers. Now, if you're not a Christ follower, like right now, this doesn't apply to you. So I'm not judging you. I'm not condemning you. This is strictly for those that are believers in Christ, that I'm just sharing the Word of God right now, I, again, delivering the truth, the studio, right? So so basically, the Bible tells us, let's depart from all these, from all this evil. We got to run away from it. We got to avoid it at all cost, right? But not only evil itself, but that, that even looks evil, bad, or wrong. Um, and so... I, I, I want you to just meditate on that. Think about that in your spirit. What does that mean to you? And here's the thing is we've talked about it before, the denominations and divisions. Uh, the body of Christ has so much division over the last 100 plus years. And this is the, a plan of the enemy because that's how he, he divides and conquers. And so you may have one um, camp over to the left that uses one scripture to justify things and then the camp on the right to to combat that with another scripture and so here we have this inner fighting in the church that says hey listen we're justified we're justified because of, of the, the word of God says this or the word of God says that and you know what that reminds me of think about that when was scripture used in an argumentative state in the Bible? What part of the Bible? What story can you... And that's Jesus. Remember when Jesus was in the wilderness and Satan was tempting him after he had fasted 40 days and nights, right? And he was weak. Uh, and so Satan came at him. And what did the devil do? He... Uh, he used scripture. He used scripture with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and tried to tempt him and use that scripture. And it was with scripture that uh, Jesus, um, you know, defended himself. And, uh, and eventually, you know, after he submitted, just like the word says, submit yourself then unto God. Um, and the devil, you know, submit yourself to God and the devil will flee from you. Well, that's that's what Jesus did. Uh, he submitted himself. He used the word of God and uh, and and fought that back. And uh, and so, again, in the New Testament, and, and I'm not going over a lot of Old Testament here because a lot of folks are like, well, that's Old Covenant and everything. And um, and so I'm, I'm really picking out some New Testament scriptures here for... Um, for addressing um, uh, this issue uh, with hallowing. Um, 
And so looking at the Acts of the Apostles in chapter 13, uh, there is a story where, um, you know, Paul, um, they're going along here and, uh, and they come across a, uh, a, a sorcerer. Okay. And, uh, his, uh, he, he's practicing, you know, sorcery and, uh, and, and Paul literally you know, calls him a son of the devil. Um, and so I, you know, put, take that in context. Uh, the, the very fact that, you know, Paul would refer to this sorcerer, um, and, and specifically, this is a, uh, the Acts of the Apostles, uh, chapter 13. So, so let, let's look at that story real quick here. So, so let, let's start with first, uh, verse 8. But Elamas, the sorcerer, as his name means in Greek, interfered and urged the governor to pay no attention to what Barnabas and Saul said, uh, Saul being Paul. He was trying to keep the governor from believing Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he looked the sorcerer in the eye. Then he said, You son of the devil, full of every sort of deceit and fraud and enemy of all that is good, will you never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? And so here we have a sorcerer. In the New Testament, and this is under the New Covenant, Paul is calling him a son of the devil. So when your kid wants to dress up like Harry Potter, you know, we, we have these factionals, Harry Potter evil, is this and that? Well, you know what? I, he's, you know, if you're wanting to dress up as a, as a sorcerer, I mean, what does Paul refer to? What, what would he refer to that? He's a son of the devil. Again, this is a form of evil. This is an appearance of evil, regardless of whether you're practicing that or not, you're dressing up, you know. And so kind of to address that, Right, and then you you go further on in, in in chapter sixteen of Acts, and you have a um, a fortune teller. You have this young girl that uh, uh, she has a divine um, evil spirit within her that you know she she's able to tell folks fortunes, and and and, and so her handlers or owners, whatever you say, is, you know they're making money off of that, and you know Paul comes along and casts the demon out and you know, makes her owners mad because, hey, they can't make any more money because uh, Paul cast out that demon. Again, showing that this was demonic, this is evil, this was not of God. Otherwise, you know, just like Jesus said, you know, house divided can't, you know, uh, you know, house divided will fall. So when he was, uh, Pharisee said, you know, you're, you're, the, you're, you're Beelzebub, you're Satan. He goes, no, Satan wouldn't cast out Satan. So in this particular area of act 16 again paul is casting out a demon and uh, this girl is uh released and set free uh, from that demonic presence that's given her that um that special gift um and it wasn't a special gift it may look like a special gift but no it's not it and and um and a lot of uh ex-witches, warlocks, um, sorcerers of the past. There's many, many out there that are now born again. They are Christ followers. They will tell you, listen, I thought I had the power. I mean, I could curse people 
I could do this and that. But uh, ultimately, they realized they were not in control. And those demons they could conjure and those spirits they could conjure, you know, when they decide to, you know, come after them and attack them, then they have no way of protecting themselves. And that's when they realize they are without power. Um, But uh, anyway, just again, um, just addressing some of these issues and and Halloween that we're not talking about a one day of the year. We're talking about a, a, a lifestyle. We're talking about 365 a year about raising your children up in the ways that they should go. Uh, and when they're old, they won't depart from it, you know. And this isn't necessarily a salvation thing, right? If you go out and celebrate Halloween, does that mean you're going to hell? No. If you go to a harvest festival at the church, no. No, that, that, that's not what that means. But, you know, God wants us to live our best life. He came to give us life abundantly, and God is a holy God, and His presence is holy. And to be around that presence, you know, we have His grace, we have His mercies, but He's a holy God, and He He demands holiness. And holiness is again abstaining from those things that are of the world, those things um, that are part of the world, and not um, not of God, right? So. Um, we are not of this world, you know. John seventeen fourteen it says, uh, you know, through seventeen it talks about you are not of this world, and Bible tells us to not be conformed to this world, this age, basically this culture. And um, as a body, as a church, we we cannot negotiate our standards, our morality, uh, for the sake of fitting in with culture regardless of what culture looks like the gospel of jesus christ never never changes god's the same yesterday today and forever his gospel is the same his word doesn't change there is no shadow or turning with him and in that same way regardless of the seasons regardless of the change in culture um be a pleaser of god and not of man Uh, if, if people look down on you so be it and when it comes down to it folks this is what's good this is what's good and pleasing to him and when we are living the life that he has provided for us and we're abstaining from these things that are you know that are a stench in the the nostrils of our heavenly father then you know then we get to experience his presence and there's nothing like the presence of god again if you have not experienced the true presence of God uh, where there's no there's no description for it it's better than sex it's better than drugs it's better than the highest high it's better than a roller coaster jumping off a mountain high diving you know skydiving what you fill in the blank there is nothing that compares to the presence of God and the fullness of his presence is complete contentment, complete joy. And so we as followers, why would you want to put anything in between and be a stumbling block 
for someone else, especially the the unbeliever that we're trying to win, you know, to the Lord. And so that is our message for today. And you know what? You may say, Studi, man, you got religious on us. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm telling the truth because here's the thing. Religion, that's a voice on the outside trying to get you to change on the inside. And that's what true religion is. But we as believers, as Christ followers, we want to listen to the Holy Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit that dwells within us that's already within us. And he brings us to the awareness of these things. So let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you in these things and convict you in these things and live that best life. Why? Because that's right. You've been served. You've been delivered. The truth with Studi. Hey, you all have a blessed, blessed day. 